Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of October 8, 2017. This week brought the demise of an old friend. Our trusty CD duplicator, which had brought you KSB alumni mailers and treasure CDs, KCB newsletters, and sound print CDs for the past six to seven years, finally bit the dust. We estimate that it had produced between twenty and 25,000 CDs. Thanks to the ongoing sponsorship of sound prints by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, we now have a new duplicator that produces five copies at a time. We look forward to bringing you many more publications in the future. The Bill Roby Olympics takes place each fall on the campus of the Kentucky School for the Blind. Every year since 1978, blind and visually impaired children, 13 and under, gather for a day of outdoor fun that includes track and field events, lunch and snacks, and a chance to make new friends. The Louisville East Lions Club and the KSB Charitable Foundation have been longtime sponsors of the event. The Louisville Downtown Lions Club, the KSB Alumni Association, the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, and others also helped to underwrite the day. The 40th Bill Roby Olympics took place this past Wednesday, October 5. Children participated from the Tennessee, Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky Schools for the Blind, as well as from the local Jefferson County Public Schools and the Visually Impaired Preschool Services. By all accounts, the day was a huge success. Beautiful, sunny October weather, a great new outdoor pavilion recently constructed on the KSB campus, and the highest attendance in many years all combined to create smiles and fun all round. Rick Boggess is the Secretary of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and the President of our Owensboro Chapter, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired. Owensboro is about an hour and a half west of Louisville. Savvy is a very active and growing organization. Rick visits with us on page two to bring us up to date on his chapter activities. Check it out and learn how they share the dirt. An ever-increasing problem is the number of phone calls and emails we receive from unscrupulous people trying to steal our personal information or separate us from our hard-earned money. This past Friday at the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout, our discussion centered around the top scams for 2017, as listed by the Better Business Bureau. It seems that there are always new twists on old scams, and that with each year, the phone calls and emails are sounding more and more realistic. Thanks to Adam Rushaval for editing the tip sheet time into our scam feature on page 3. And on page four is the Sound Prince calendar. Page two. 
With me on the phone is Rick Bogus. Rick is president of the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, which is the KCB chapter in Owensboro. And they've been doing quite a few interesting activities and having a number of events lately and have some planned coming up in the near future. And so, Rick, we're glad to have you on Sound Prince. And uh, tell us about what's been going on with Savvy lately. Well, thank you. We've been very busy. We... Uh... We've had several new visitors come to uh, recent meetings, and I know we've got at least one new member coming, or not new person, visitor, coming to our meeting, which is going to be this coming Tuesday, the uh, 10th uh, of October. Uh, as I say, yeah, we've been very busy. We had a picnic in September. We had 18 people there, despite the fact it was a rather gloomy, rainy day and pretty cool. But we had 18 people uh, there, eight visitors and 10 get, uh, eight visitors and 10 members, and uh, so, and we enjoyed uh, uh, chicken from Famous Recipe and some desserts brought by a couple of members, and and uh, we played a fun game where we tried to learn more about one another. But this coming Tuesday, Jim Fortman from Indianapolis is going to come down to share some low vision devices with us. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, share information. We're going to be planning for an upcoming fundraiser, which will be on October 24th. 10% of all the uh, anybody going to Texas Roadhouse in Owensboro that day from 4 to 10 p.m. and displaying a flyer from Sa a Savvy Flyer that uh, they give us, uh, we will get 10% of the bill, and that's carry in. Or, or carry out or dine, uh, dine in or carry out. So that's uh, a big thing coming up. Uh, we uh, also actually have just registered with uh, the uh, Kroger Community Rewards Program, and so uh, people from uh, various cities in the Louisville Division, we are in the Louisville Division, but people can support us by registering their card to support us through the Community Rewards Program at Kroger at the various stores in the area, in uh, southern Indiana, uh, in Kentucky, and uh, it says there are a few stores in southern Illinois. I don't know where those are, but anyway. and uh, So we've got that going on. We're in, in uh, November. We're going to be talking about uh, non-24 sleep disorder and other sleep disorders, and we're going to have a representative from Vanda Pharmaceutical here. And in December, we're, uh, uh, December, uh, this, and this is the second Tuesday of the month. In December, we're going to have our Christmas party, and we're not sure exactly what all that's going to involve. We hope to get more details on that shortly, but uh, that's coming up in December, so a lot going on. Sounds like it's really, uh, really a lot of fun and a lot of information for people. Um, Rick, you all... Um, you all actually have members that don't just come from Owensboro, but they come from other <clears throat> other communities around Owensboro as well, correct? Right. You, we do. We have one lady that comes from Ohio County, and we have a couple that comes from Henderson County. And so, uh, so yeah, we do have, and, and, of course, there's some people from out in the county that have come, out in Davis County, which is a county where we're located. So. Mm -hmm. So we do have people from outlying areas come to our meetings. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you, at your picnic there, you you had that um, at a shelter in one of the Owensboro parks. 
we did. That was a cold uh, day, Park. if I remember. It was, it was a chilly day. It was in, the I think, the low 60s and kind of yeah. drizzly. Yeah. Tell us about the game that you played. Um, well, I thought we, it was fun. We played a game. Like a trivia game. We played a game. We, uh, we asked in our members to give three facts about one another, and we took those facts down, and then we uh, read the facts out, and uh, people had to guess who it was. I called it gathering the dirt on our members. <laughs> had a lot of fun with the dirt, and so we, but we had a lot of fun with that. Now you Learned you gather things about our members. Yeah, and you gather that information in advance, right? Right. We called the members in advance mm -hmm. as, as we were notifying them about the meeting, reminding them through our phone committee. Mm -hmm. We asked them to share three important, you know, three things about themselves. And, and some people said, "Well, I don't know." And I said, "Well, it can be anything from, you know, where you went to school, what you've done in your life, to, you know, whatever." And the amount of information shared uh, involved anything from where they went to school to a num one person having, uh, when they were, uh, uh, this happened to be a sighted member, uh, a reference to how many speeding tickets they had. Oh. To, uh, <laughs> so, so uh, <clears throat> one of our members is apparently, I shouldn't say this, I guess, apparently one time in life was in, in jail, supposedly. <laughs> so we learned some very interesting things about our people. You are <laughs> gathering the dirt, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> but also things like, but things like uh, you know, where they went to school. And we just asked them to share three facts, and we just shared the facts and uh, say in a couple of instances, I said, now, are you sure this is what you want to share? And they said, yes. So I said, okay, we'll share it. So, But we had a lot of laughs and and learned a lot of things. One of the things we've discovered, we've unfortunately had two members uh, pass away in recent, actually in the past month or so. And uh, we'd actually begun discussing this game before that happened. But one of the things we actually discovered in reading the obituaries for those two people, was was uh, some things that we didn't even know about them. Both one was involved in a lot of missionary work in in, in Africa in younger years. Uh, both these individuals lost vision later in life. The other one was a very uh, a talented artist in many ways. Had actually helped design costumes for Disney World, uh, Disney uh, World, and. Uh, and uh, was involved in sculpture and, and, and lots of other things. And so, uh, and, and we just didn't, we, we realized some of the things, but not everything. And so uh, I think we'll continue to have efforts to share information about our members. In fact, one of the things I suggested the other day is that maybe we would even pull out some of those, like one or two at each meeting. One of the things we shared so much the day we did it, maybe a more fun thing to do would be to pull out some of those facts, you know, for one or two of our members and kind of spotlight them at meetings. Of course, we'll continue mm -hmm. to gather information. But we, mm -hmm. we hope to share more about our members because one of, the, one of the things that comments that we have heard sometimes is, you know, particularly if you're across the room from somebody, maybe you don't know that person that's across the room from you, you know, when we get kind of into structured activities. So so we're looking at some ways that our members can get to know one another more. Right, right. And, uh, so, yeah, and, um, and um, 
And also, you your membership, you have um, quite a number of people who have lost vision later in life, and exactly. and they and they all have, you know, that that previous life, those hats they used to wear, that that now they're not wearing. So. Um, right, like one lady was a beautician for many years. I didn't know that. So yeah. I'm just saying it's, uh, you know, it's really interesting to, and you're right, probably 70% of our members, I don't work the, haven't worked the numbers out specifically, but I would guess 60%, 70% of our members have lost their vision later in life. Or, you know, of course, many of them still have some vision. You know, many mm -hmm. have diabetes, macular degeneration, and so on. But still, uh, it's really interesting to what uh, as to what they've done um, uh, I think one of the members said he was AWOL from the military oh, <laughs> at one point. So as I say, we've had a lot of fun with this. And I so, guess. So we laughingly, and I made a, made a big deal out of it at the picnic. Well, now we're going to share the dirt, you know, mm. and <laughs> kind of build up that suspense. So but we had a lot of fun with it. We really did. Well, you... Um you 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 all have really built that chapter. You were chartered in 2014, and um, as as a chapter, you took a couple of years to get to that point. Um, but for people that are out there listening to Sound Prince, who are in various ACB chapters and affiliates around the country, you know, sometimes they say, well. You know, it's just really hard to get people to join. It's really hard to get people to come to things. And um, you all started out what with th three people coming to all an activity. three or four or five yeah. somewhere in there, a small number, and, mm -hmm. and 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 we've just built up. And, and and I really suspect, as I say, we had at our um, August meeting, we had three new members there, and I know there's a new one coming this week so mm -hmm. i say members uh not members at guests. this point but yes uh, guests but i'm really feeling from the discussions that i would not be surprised if eventually at least three of the four if not all four um join so well and i think so. that there's there's a real lesson to be learned from from savvy and that is that you you all actively recruit um, you know, you're just not sitting there uh, hoping that somebody notices you. Um, you've had articles in the paper. Uh, you've been on TV a few times down there. Um, you've gotten to know people. And, I mean, you you knew, you know, you all have known, of course, obviously people in the area for a long time. But, but it's not like just sitting and waiting for people to come. And I think one of the biggest things is once they get there, um, I suspect just from how, from I will, I, well, I want to back up and say to people that when KCB has a board meeting, each time we have a board meeting each month on our conference calls, the chapters have an opportunity to report. And we encourage them to report what they've done in the last month. And Rick, the majority of your reports are from Savvy are that, well, we had this many people come and we had this new person or whatever. And I would say that you've probably got, again, I haven't run the figures, but you probably get 75% of those people that come to meetings wind up joining. And, and there has to be an invitation there. You all have to be saying, would you like to join? 
Ryan, one of the things that we did recently, and I forgot to mention, on, in, on September the 21st, mm-hmm. they have a large, they call Senior Day Out. Now, we don't, you know, we want younger people to join it as well. Right. But yeah, I realize that you know, there's a lot of visual impairments among older adults. And so they have this senior day out at the mall, and they bus in people from seven surrounding counties. And so we had a booth there and shared information. Of course, we also took the talking book, you know, information about the talking book program, had a player there, had script talk. I got a demo of script talk uh, there. And so we had some things to demonstrate, had handouts. We've recently had, uh, of course, we have business cards and flyers, but we recently also had, de- had designed and had printed. We just got them. We've got uh, sticky note pads with our information about us on them that we'll give out to people. And so my thinking is they, they have about 25 notes per pad. But, mm-hmm. but, for example, when somebody writes a, a note to somebody and gives it, they're giving information about us. That's right. And so, and so we we we're, we've done some things like that. As I say, we probably had fifty to seventy-five people come through our booth at the Senior Day Out last month. Um, well, and so it's just a way to we, we we try to look at ways, and we're actually investigating. I've got a call in, and I'd hope to know this week and have it scheduled. But but we actually, and of course, we've done White Cane Day at the library and things like that in the past. This year. We've reached out to a couple of local radio stations, and uh, I still don't have anything set up yet, but we're hoping to get a couple of interviews within the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. I had a response from one, but I've not been able to get back with the guy. He was in Florida and told me to get back with him, the DJ that coordinates this one, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me to get back with him this week. Well, I called, but also the other day I called. He had a Chamber of Commerce thing. He chairs there. Their meetings here, not didn't chair, but he's this, the uh, the uh, the uh, he's the DJ or whatever that you know. Anyway, so I know he was very busy that day. I'm hoping to get with him and get on a local radio station that covers many many counties, mm-hmm. and uh, so we hope to do some more of that in in coming months as well. So and and you have grown from that very small beginning, having two or three people come to a meeting like. Oh, I don't know. Y'all started out doing it, what, every two months, three months? And um, I know we had some discussions. You know, you got to meet more often so people know when you're going to be there. And um, but, but you all, pretty soon, you were up to 10 members or 12 members or whatever. And you have been, you know, 20, 25 members here for quite some time. And it's really a, a very active, very viable group. And that Christmas party coming up, I'm telling you, if, it, if people haven't been there, you all have a great Christmas party. Right. Well, and, and we're... One of the things we're also doing and hope to even promote more in the next year, we've been, uh, a small group of us have been going out. We had a businessman uh, who donated two bowling rails. Mm-hmm. And so we've been bowling. It's been a small, it's been a little bit disappointing. We've gotten four or five people to bowl. Mm-hmm. But we hope to promote it a little more. We're looking at some grant opportunities, maybe to underwrite the cost. And so. We're hoping to promote it more actively in the coming year, but we we have for for several months now. We've been bowling most months. There've been a couple of months that's fallen through, but but we we try to bowl about once a month, if not every other month, and mm-hmm. have a lot of fun, uh, a lot of laughs. I'm not a very good bowler. My <laughs> score will go from, of course, I haven't bowled for years, but yeah. one day my score went from seventy to eight. Okay. Three games. So. And were some of those laughs about you hitting the gutter? 
Oh, yes. Huh? <laughs> but somebody's got to keep the gutters cleaned. And actually, oh, that's I, right. I thought I was golfing. I, I was impressed because I thought I was actually golfing. So yes, I was really I impressed with the low score. Oh, so. <laughs> oh dear. Well, the chapter is just a, a, doing so many good things and benefiting a lot of people. And um, Anna, we visited down there a couple times. And just the just the uh, the atmosphere in the chapter at the meeting the the the, the attitude of, of people at the meeting is is really good it's a very positive thing there's none of this um, sitting around and oh my goodness I don't know why we you know we can't get someone else to come or whatever I mean it's a I think it's it's truly an example of you know you 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 know, go out there and look at things with a positive attitude, and positive things come back. And um, I think Sefi's an excellent example of that. And I hope that people listening to this feature on Soundprints will think about how they could take some of the things that you're doing, or or create some other ideas from that, and spark their chapters to go out and get more people involved in their activities. So, well, Rick, we, we just really appreciate you being here with us today and look forward to another report from Savvy in the near future. Well, thank you. APH offers the easy-to-use Wilson Digital Recorder version 6. Holds up to 12 hours of messages. Choose higher voice quality with less recording time or more recording time with lower voice quality. Now has the ability to check the number of saved messages. For the Wilson Digital Recorder, call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit shop.aph.org. Page 3. Okay, if I could have your attention, our topic tonight is scams. And I'll bet we all know uh, a lot of examples of scams. And... Even though we do, there's always something new coming along and you find yourself questioning if it's really real. Because they can make them sound so real. Those on the phone and sometimes those in the mail. But I think the phone is probably the worst because you're actually talking to a person, you know. Um, I found an interesting page on the Better Business Bureau's website that says top scams of 2017 so far will probably surprise you. And this is from June. Um, and I thought that it would be kind of neat if we, uh, if we share maybe some new ones that we've heard. Or, or sometimes it's how it's presented. It's not so much that it's a new idea, but it's a new way of presenting it. And that certainly has been true this year. And they talk about that on the Better Business Bureau site. And sometimes thinking back to the past, you, maybe we don't realize how that all changes over time because it really is pretty gradual. So the, the website starts out by saying the best way to avoid a scam is to know about it. Well, that's pretty obvious. If you know that... Um, there is that, that a certain type of thing is a scam, then you're not going to get quite sucked into it as much as you might otherwise. Um, 
but it's important to stay on top of current scams. Um, it goes on to say, unfortunately, scammers are very innovative and sophisticated. They're always coming up with new schemes and tactics to trick people out of their money and personal information. New scams are always popping up, and old ones that you might already be aware of may become less common over time. So the case in point of the one becoming less common is the family of IRS type scams, those calls. Anybody here gotten one of those? Yes. yes. Um, the tax collection scam was the Better Business Bureau's number one scam in both 2015 and 2016. In 2016, tax scams accounted for 25% of reports to the Better Business Bureau scam tracker, despite a large drop in reports following a September police raid on a call center in India. However, things are now looking a little different. According to 2017 Better Business Bureau scam tracker reports, uh, from January to mid-June, the um, tax collection scam is only the fifth most common scam, hmm. accounting for only around 5% of reports. The rest of the top scams for 2017 so far might surprise you. So. Some of the ones that it talks about are phishing scams. That's not the F-I-S-H kind. That's the P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G scams. So, so far in 2017, consumers have reported over 9,500 phishing scams to the Better Business Bureau scam tracker. It accounts for 34% of the reports. Um, and it, it, with each one of these, it gives us an idea of how to avoid them. It says, in a phishing scam, you're contacted out of the blue over the phone or email or text by a friend, a colleague, or a business. The email conta either contains a link to verify your account. How many of us have seen those? Yes. Yep, yeah. Verify your account. We need to verify... Make sure we have your information correct. And it looks very much like the company they're representing. It can be anything from your bank um, to a shopping site to whatever. I mean, they, they, they make their sites look like um, your bank site or... Um, you know, a shopping site or a store site or whatever, or AT&T or whatever. We want you to verify your account. I've gotten several emails recently that were impersonating AT&T. Um, it can have an attachment that you're urged to open, and it wants you to share personal information. Don't open unexpected attachments. We've heard that for a long time, but it's still so tempting. Or share personal or login info. Contact the business or person directly to verify the email's authenticity first. Phishing scams were the 10th most popular scam in 2016. 
The increase in reports may be due to the Can You Hear Me scam, which surged in the beginning of 2017. Okay, so what do we know about the Can You Hear Me scam? Mm-hmm. They can they can edit it and it doesn't matter what it's about. It can be a lot of things. Because you said yes. And they got yeah. your yes in there for yes. and, and so they can they can edit it into something else. Mm -hmm. Then there's the travel and vacation scams and um, I had one of those Okay. Tell us about it, Charlotte. In uh, yes it was around January when I was Somebody called and asked, uh, do you travel? Or, or, and I just said no, you know. And, but anyway, what it was, um, they were offering um, discounts on part of a, a, a package that was supposed to have something to do with the um, you know Branson, Missouri. Anyway, I got I got tricked into that one, but they I was told about what those represent. You know, by somebody who was educated, more educated than I, obviously. And uh, it has something to. They offer you something. Uh, you know, a trip, and they really pressure you into. To, you know taking a vacation but what it actually is under false pretenses of course is you you know you have your vacation but you spend at least eight hours of your vacation uh, doing something that's mandatory um, and it has to do with time sharing and um, so <laughs> That was my experience. Okay, the question was, um, <clears throat> what what does the does the timeshare or whatever have to do? Um, okay, and the answer to that question, Donna, is um, you have to take eight at least eight hours of your time. This is supposed to be your vacation now, um, attending seminars that you didn't want that you didn't plan to have to attend. Beth, were you talking about this yeah, one, about Charlotte's? Timeshare. Timeshare means that you go to this wonderful place and, and have this wonderful vacation, but in the end, they think you'll have such a great time that you will want to buy one of their cottages or rooms or condos for one week or two weeks a year. There, there, ergo the timeshare. You're sharing your time in that facility with a whole, with probably 52 other people, and but <clears throat> those are the seminars you would have to attend for one of the days of your vacation. Yes, and they're that, paying part of that vacation. Yeah, so you sort of feel obligated if you're, right. you know, yeah. general public. If, if you accept their money to underwrite your vacation, then they figure since they're doing that, then you're going to go and 
you know you would attend the seminar okay Bill okay Bill yes on that same line um, one that I haven't got lately but I used to get was you'd pick up the phone and you'd hear this big boat uh, cruise ship whistle blast and it says you are the lucky winner of some of this cruise just and I knew right from you know the beginning it was a ripoff so I never fooled with it but uh, Debbie and I when I worked at LC this lady uh, was thinking all year that she had won this great cruise and she had talked about this great cruise she was going on and I asked her later about it and it, for some reason uh, fell through. But back to the timeshare, a funny story about that was um, Lee Bond, the minister out at Beargrass Christian Church, got that call and he knew what was going to happen but he made up his mind, hey, I'll sit through, I'll sit through their eight hours or whatever of lectures, so I'll get a free trip. The only problem was, he told his wife they won a free trip, but he didn't tell her the full part of it, so when she got down there and had to listen to those lectures, uh, she wasn't too happy about the whole thing. But he said they kept you know, pressuring and putting more people and more people and, you know, in the talk with them, and he kept saying, nope, 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 and finally they did just give up. <laughs> Who, who's next? Beth. Who's that, Beth? Yesterday, I got a call. Oh, they were really, it was emergency. Our Windows license had expired, and we better call them and make sure it was up to date. Um, that call got deleted. But, yeah, if you get anyone uh, calling or emailing about your Windows um, license, I would say ignore it. Donna? Um, I, um, they have called me several times and in fact I think Susan told me they did the same thing with her another friend of mine said they did the same thing with him um, there's this person that usually has a foreign accent every time they've ever, they call me several times foreign accent and they say there is something wrong with your computer. Because remember you said, Susan, you told them you didn't have a computer. Um, anyway, something wrong with your computer, and we want to check it. We're from um, Microsoft or somewhere, and, and uh, my friend at church who's an engineer said they uh, Microsoft doesn't call people and do things like that. But anyway, I, I told them that I had a specialized... Uh, device so you know there must be a mistake or something uh, anyway I hung up and but they really wanted you know some information evidently uh, personal information okay. I, I didn't I didn't tell them any I didn't give them my social security number or anything or passwords or anything right on that computer scam um, uh, on that computer scam, they will call and they sound like that they're looking at your computer. And I love to have a little fun with them. And and so they'll say, "Well, you know, we we you know something about they know my computer has a problem or whatever." And then they'll say, "So can you um, can you log in to your computer or can you give us the login or whatever?" And I'll say, "Well, if you know it's got a problem, you you know you're already you don't need to you don't need my information. You already know." Yep. And um, so and the other thing that I kind of like to do 
is they'll call and they'll say, um, uh, you know, ask me if I, is this Carla? And I'll say, well, who are you? And if I say, who are you? They hang up. And um, so I've taken to saying, who are you? And it's, <laughs> it really works about, uh, oh, probably nine times out of ten. So, anyway, Ben? Well, I've got a good one for you all. All right. Lay it on us. Well, um, this is about six years ago, and I just, about a year after I moved here, I get this call from this phone number called 0000. And, oh, yeah, you all know about it. No, go ahead. Um, but um, they say, is this Mr. Benjamin Wright speaking, please? And I'm like, I, at the first time I said, I made the mistake of saying yes. And I said, well, we are calling to tell you that you owe us $315 for a cash advance scam that you, cash advance place. And if you don't pay it, we're going to send you to court. And they give you, they, they say you're going to call back, they give you this 315, 315 number to call us back on, and it turns out it's from New York City, but I did some research into it, it's these people from India, and they give you, they, they play, the, they play their, like they're from the U.S., so they, you can, that they will, um, that you'll be able to, that you'll actually believe them, and then I guess if you pay them back, it turns out they, if you pay them, it, it turns out that they'll keep um, taking money from your account, I don't know, but they say they'll send me to court if I don't pay it, or and they'll they'll contact my employer and get me fired from my job. So <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy. I, I almost believed it for a while. Yeah, they sound so believable, don't they? Yeah. You know, do whatever. So um, we always have to be very careful about saying yes. Um, anyone else have another comment at this time? I wanted to add a little bit of. I do have addition. one uh, quick. All right, one. go ahead, and Bill. This was a funny story. Uh, I was younger and got a call with my mom and dad's, and they're like, is this Mr. Deathridge? I'm like, yes, it is. They said, our neighbors tell us your basement is leaking. Well, we had a one-floor house. And I'm like, I'll tell you what. I said, uh, we don't have a basement, but if we get one, you're going to be the first person I call. <laughs> That's like when they call us up, and they'll, and they'll say, I'm calling. This is the final call about your car's warranty. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. They are so concerned about my car's warranty. It's just amazing. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about the travel and vacation scams. And um, those were basically the shared vacations or the time travel. Uh, not the time, the time sharing, yeah, not time travel. We'll go to 2036 and all ride around in our driverless cars, right? <laughs> okay, so on those, the Better Business Bureau site says when traveling, be sure to remember, and this is true in everything, of course, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is, always do the research and use a credit card because they offer more protection than debit cards or money transfers. And I think sometimes we hesitate to say, um, you know, to, to say, well, I don't think I want to use my credit card, but you can, you know, with a debit card, that's right out of your checking account or with cash or whatever. You really, once that's paid out, it's kind of lost. With a credit card, you can go back and um, challenge the, um, you know, the charge say you know you didn't get what you uh, what you had ordered or whatever so um, that does give you more protection than a debit a debit card. Cards you can also use some debit cards as credit to 
but your but your debit card once once you you can use your debit card like a credit card. For example, we can run a credit a debit card just it runs exactly for us like a credit card. But if it's a debit card, you have a harder time challenging the payment or forcing the company to give the money back. But many of the, the can, can you hear me scams, they definitely, uh, you know, they want that, um, they want to try to get the information out of you. Now, sometimes, um, sometimes it may seem like it's a small amount, um, but many of those scam calls about vacation packages and cruises are the can you hear me type thing. Um, and so that, the BBB uh, speculates that that may be why there's a big jump in the travel and vacation scams and uh, uh, a lower number of reportings on the others uh, is simply because it's crossing over. Uh, there's another kind too that they talk about which is online purchase scams. Um, you know there's there are oftentimes and it's getting less and less um, and I'm really kind of glad of that is that people you know a few years ago people really hesitated to buy anything online. Well for us where it's hard to go shopping um, and it's, it's really difficult to find sometimes people to go shopping or people that have enough time to go shopping people that want to let you look at stuff rather than just going in the store and well what do you want you know well I'd like to see what's here and of course you can't really expect somebody to go through the whole store but it is a little frustrating so online shopping is a really good way for us to do a lot of things um, but at the same time we have to be very careful um, it says consumers across America have reported around 2100 online purchase scams to the Better Business Bureau scam tracker so far in 2017, and that was through June. Um, they were the fourth most reported scam in 2016 with 1,900 reports. Um, more have been reported so far in 2017 than were in all of 2016. So um, then it, the little paragraph, how to avoid them, was in an online purchase scam you purchase an item from an unfamiliar website, and need to put that in all capitals, uh, but the item never arrives. It's impossible to get in touch with the customer service or receive a refund. Maybe you saw an ad for the site on social media, so you thought it was trustworthy, or the uh, prices were astonishingly low and you just couldn't pass it up. Either way, you're out your money. Always do your research on um, the uh, on these types of things before shopping on a new website, and use a credit card. You can find more tips. Uh, it has a safe online shopping page on the Better Business Bureau site. And again, the reason for saying to use the credit card, which may sound weird, um, is that that does give you some recourse. Um, you can call your credit card company and you can you know contest that charge and ask that it be taken off and um, I you know sometimes they they will do that in fact if um, you never know when they've had other similar complaints 
I don't know when this was. Debbie and Bill might remember. A couple, maybe last year. I got an email and it said, "This is from Debbie. You need to give us this credit card number and so that we can stop this uh, scam that's going on." And you and I said, "I don't think so." So I called Debbie and I said, "Debbie." Have you sent me an email lately? And she said, no. And I said, well, somebody has your email and they're messing with it. And they're sending it to people saying, you know, please pay this credit, give us your credit card information. Debbie was just kind of laughing, saying, yeah, I'll take it, you know. And she wasn't really gonna do anything with it, but she wasn't really gonna take it either. I didn't give it to her. But uh, just watch, because it was funny because that happened to be somebody I knew, and that was just really weird. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I got the Debbie email too. <laughs> uh, she, but I couldn't give her my number because my card was already overworked and melting down. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know. Uh, Beth, okay. A couple of years ago, Ed got an email that his uncle had been, um, was in trouble in the India or the Philippines or somewhere. Oh, yeah. And to I've send money. Yeah. And Ed called him and he said, yeah, I'm sitting here at home, but a lot of my friends, you know, and it said to send that email to everybody we knew to help out. And he called his uncle and he said, no, I'm sitting here at home, but all my friends have gotten that too. And some of them aren't my friends anymore. Oh, one last thing. I got to the point that I was getting 10 to 15 of those calls sometimes in a day. It's just insane. And it's so worrisome. Well, now, I don't know about the other companies. We have AT&T at home, and we have Spectrum uh, at our Bel Air house. This, I don't think Spectrum has the star six zero um, feature, but AT&T does. Um, and what star six zero does, if you have AT&T, and I've had it for years and didn't know how to use it, it is a call block, and it will let you enter up to ten. The ten you can put ten numbers in there. So here's what happens: if you have the um, star six nine service, which lets you, which tells you the last number called. If you call, if you use star six nine, it will tell you the last number that called your number. Then, before somebody else calls you, type star six zero on your phone. It will come up and say your call block service is off or on. If it's off, you want to turn it on. And then, to add a number, you press the pound sign, then zero one, and that adds the last number that your phone received. And then press pound again. And it will tell you that you have, you have now added and it will read you the number. Now the downside of that is, you know these people are always changing. They're always moving on. They're always, they, as, as much as they change their presentation, they also change the numbers they call from. And so I just messed around with it and I found a feature that let me delete all of my numbers. And you think, oh no, why would you want to delete them all? 
Well, I did delete them all because I just couldn't stand having it increase anymore and getting all those calls. And I thought, well, I'll decrease these, and then as I get calls, I'll add them again. And that has helped because then that lets me add the current numbers that are calling me, sometimes three and four times a day. And as you block them, then after a while they start calling you from other numbers. So being able to dump the old numbers and put the new ones in seems to help. I don't, like I say, I don't know if any, if other companies have that feature, but um, it is on my AT&T landline. And I would think it would be on uh, any, you know, any number that has that star six nine feature, but um, and call and check. It's worth checking it out, and it does make a huge difference. Um, I I really appreciate all of y'all participating in the in our scam discussion, and I hopefully maybe you have heard about something, you know, a call that you haven't received, and you know maybe tomorrow you'll get it. Page four. The Sound Prince Calendar. October 10 is the next meeting of the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired Savvy in Owensboro. 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Jim Fortman from Visual Aid Systems, the Low Vision Store, will provide demonstrations and hands-on opportunities with several low vision devices. Members will also share information and ideas finalized plans for our October 24 fundraiser at Texas Roadhouse and much more at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. October 11 is the KCB PR Membership Committee meeting. 8 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. October 12 is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group Meeting at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, 1.30 to 3 p.m. This is a great activity for those who have been experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. For more information, call 502-895-4598. Also on October 12 is the next conference call meeting of the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind at 7 p.m. at 605-475-4700, intercode 155619. For more information about NKCB, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On October 13, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout with education and technology at from 3.30 to 5, discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner $5 per person, 6 to 7, and bingo $2 per person, 7 to 10. Our special guests that evening will be ACB President Kim Charlson, and Vicki Vogt from the Perkins Library in Boston, Massachusetts. Roundabout is at the United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. 
October 14 is the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board meeting at 11 a.m. by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. October 15 is the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Board meeting at 8 p.m. And October 16 is the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board meeting at 7.30 p.m. Both on the conference line at 605-475-6006. Enter code 294444. October 20 is a GLCB roundabout with Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Discussion 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, $5 per person, Games, Crafts, and Social Time from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. October 21, Halloween Masks, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., Use tactile materials to make scary or friendly masks and headdresses. Free at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum, but registration is required for ages 6 and up. For more information, call the museum at 502-899-2213. October 22 is the ACB Families Peer Support Network Call. 9 p.m. Eastern Time an opportunity to discuss anything about being a blind, visually impaired, or sighted parent, grandparent, or guardian raising a blind, visually impaired, or sighted child. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. October 23 is the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana membership call at 7 p.m., the number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. October 24 is the Savvy Fundraiser at the Texas Roadhouse in Owensboro from 4 to 10 p.m. Present your Savvy Texas Roadhouse flyer in Owensboro and Savvy will receive 10% of the bill. Dine in or carry out. The Texas Roadhouse is at 943 Mosley Road in Owensboro. For more information and flyers, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. October 25 is the Bluegrass Council Peer Support Group Meeting. From 12 to 2 p.m. at the BCB Office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP two days in advance. Call 859-259-1834. October 26 is the next Low Vision Peer Support Group meeting from 1.30 to 3 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On October 27 is the GLCB Roundabout. Includes Education and Technology at 3.30, the Tip Sheet at 5 o'clock, Page Turners at 5.30, where you can share a good book, dinner 6 to 7, $5 per person, and games, crafts, and social time from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. Also on October 27 is the next meeting of the Statewide Rehabilitation Council for the Kentucky Office for the Blind. It will be held at the McDowell Center 
Committee meetings will begin at 9.30 a.m. and the meeting of the Council will begin at 11.15 a.m. For more information, call Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. And looking ahead to November, plan to attend the Kentucky Council of the Blind State Conference and Convention November 17 and 18. It will include workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends. At the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Room rates are $80 per night plus tax for up to four people in a room. Make reservations by calling 502-897-5101. More program details and registration information coming soon. And events for December so far include December 2, Christmas with the Council, 5 to 9 p.m., with doors opening at 4 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. And on December 3 is the 6th Annual ACP Radio Holiday Auction. For more information, visit www.acb.org. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.